welcome to another episode of Block Talk. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. Leave a five-star review while you're there. I am so excited to share that this episode is brought to you by our friends at Motto. Motto is the new nonsense hookup app for gay and queer people. Hookup apps have become a staple in queer culture, but they also come with bullshit. Headless torsos, blank profiles, catfish, and endless scrolling of the grid for hours. We've all been there. On Motto, every profile is verified by a real human, and every photo has a face. Motto sends you a daily match of people who match your interests and kinks. There are no fees, no ads, and no nonsense. Get Motto today by going to tinyurl.com slash mottoblocktalk or visit my link in the link tree. Motto, gay and queer hookups without the nonsense. And as always, follow me on Instagram and TikTok at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at BlockTalkNYC, and visit theaterthenow.com for its news, reviews, and interviews. Hooray for Hollywood! The 95th Academy Awards are upon us, and it's time for two self-proclaimed experts to spill the tea and tell you who will win the big categories. It's time for the Block Talk Oscars 2023 special, and joining me is someone who has already chopped off their hot dog fingers in every multiverse to get me to stop talking with them. It's time to go to war because it ain't quiet when he's around because this bitch loves to talk. It's my favorite admiral of the rear position, Mikey. I don't know what the fuck that ju- the whole speech was. Um, At least I didn't call you a hound dog. I hate you. <laughs> I try to reference a lot of movies in one little thing. Um, but yeah, you are my favorite Admiral the Rear position. Wild. Deranged. Deranged. That's a reference to Top Gun for the five people um, who probably watched it. because I watched real. Top Gun. I listen because you want to watch all the movies. Most I did. I watched all 54. For all, the, the homosexuals watched the music video on YouTube and that's as far as they got. I don't think I agree with that statement, Michael. I think a lot you think of people the watched Top Gun. I didn't, no, 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 no. I didn't say a lot of people. I said the homosexuals. Specifically I, think a lot the homosexuals. Of them. I think a lot of homosexuals watch Top Gun. Okay, we're it's, gonna very actually... it's very homoerotic. It's very homoerotic. Well, all right well well we're gonna have a lot oh of well now now that. michael might watch it because it's homoerotic i watched it are you kidding me I've, oh you I'm, did I'm watch it there are two <gasps> movies so that we are going you. to discuss that i did not get to watch one was living because i can't find it anywhere oh i had to go to an independent film or an independent an independent theater in uh williamstown massachusetts that has exactly one screen and yeah. was showing it one and was doing one movie a week and like not one movie a week like one movie a day but the whole week was pretty much just that one movie to see that film yeah it was great um, i, I also the other missed one? puss in boots i was not <sighs> spending 20 dollars to watch um antonio Baderev. girl what just you know you could find puss in boots i didn't care that much because i already had a winner there so well, yeah, I mean, that one's pretty easy. Before we dive into our feelings, I would like to share some facts with you. Okay. The 95th Annual Academy Awards will be presented on March 12th on ABC, hosted by Jimmy Kimmel. Um, are you a Kimmel stan? Um, I don't give a fuck about the host. Okay. okay. 
Um, it has been announced as of this moment, as of recording, four out of five best song nominees will perform. Lady Gaga has not been confirmed. That is fair. Um, she's busy. She's being um, Harley Quinn. I understand, but bitch, if Beyonce can film a video, you can film a video too. Um, just do it. That's I mean, to you. I do agree. I think like you are nominated and you are like, She's, I think she's won twice too. Mm-hmm. So like, mm-hmm. ma'am, maybe you should show up. There And people are saying there's still a possibility that it's just not confirmed as of moment. Yeah. Michelle Yao becomes the first ever Asian woman nominated for Best Actress. Hong Chao and Stephanie Chu's nomination in Best Supporting Actress marks the first time two Asian actresses were nominated in the same category in the same year. And with Ki Hyung Kwan's Best Supporting Actor nomination, it marks the first time that Asian actors were nominated in three separate categories. Uh, took 95 years. Fuck Hollywood. Yeah. Um, Angela Bassett becomes the first person to be nominated for an acting role for an MCU film. Uh, she um, did the thing. She did the thing, um, and I don't think anyone else will be doing the thing anytime soon, but who knows? Crazier things have happened. All Quiet on the Western Front becomes the 15th non-English film to be nominated for Best Picture. At age 90, John Williams becomes the oldest nominee in Oscar history. He also becomes the most nominated living person with 53 nominations, and only second behind the most nominated person ever, Walt Disney. Well, There are... 11 non-American acting nominees across four acting categories. With Avatar, The Way of Water, and Top Gun Maverick, it's the first time the Best Picture category will feature two sequels, as well as the first time two films grossed over $1 billion worldwide dollars to be nominated together. For the first time in 88 years, all Best Actor nominees are first-timers. And for the first really? time in 51 years, yep. Both supporting actor and both uh, and supporting actress features double nominees from one film. Some fun facts there. Well, shit. I didn't know that this was all their first time. I thought this would have been Carlin Farrell's at least second time or Bill Nye's. In best actor, though, I guess. I don't know. I, I I couldn't even tell you another movie Colin Farrell was in besides playing Penguin, and that was a moment. He was in The Gentleman, but he did not get nominated for that role. Yeah, It was a great, great um, and, film. And Bill Nye is not the science guy, friends. Wrong Bill Nye. I mean, um, when I, actually, I first heard someone say just Bill Nye in Living, I went, the science guy? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My friend went, you're um, I saw no. Bill Nye on Broadway uh, in a, a show many, many years ago with Julianne Moore. Yeah, good times, good times. I will so, say, Michael, if yeah. you can catch Living since it's one you've missed, highly would recommend it. Okay, okay. Um, I'm going to have to wait for streaming. Here are the films with multiple nominations. Most of them, we will talk about a few of them. We will not in this podcast. 11 nominees, nominations for Everything Everywhere All at Once. Nine for All Quiet on the Western Front and nine for The Mansions of Inisherin. Eight for Elvis. Seven for The Fablemans, six for Tar and Top Gun Maverick, five for Black Panther Wakanda Forever, four for Avatar The Way of Water, three for Babylon, three for The Batman, three for Triangle Sadness, three for The Whale, and two for Living and two for Women Talking. Um, a good, nice spread, nice spread. Yeah, I mean, I feel like every single one of those movies we're going to talk about because I already know when you start talking snubs, which ones that are on that list that you're going to bring up. 
Let's do it. Let's talk snubs right now. And I know, friends, I'm not talking about bros. God, someone, someone last night was like, I feel like best actor. We were talking about one of the best actors. Oh, Paul Mess. No. Paul yeah, Mescal? Paul Meskel. We were talking about how he probably shouldn't be there. And I went, why? Do you want Billy Eichner from Bros there? And he's like, absolutely not. Yeah. Um, so here, let, let me go through a couple movies. Uh, one sure. movie that I did think was a really interesting, fascinating film that didn't get any nominations is The Menu. I've not seen that yet, but I've heard that it's brilliant. Good shit. I really, really enjoyed it. It's dark. It is twisted. I loved it. I'm wondering if it came out too close to the end. It's possible, um, but good movie. I do recommend it. Uh, Anya Taylor-Joy, very, very good Oh, I love her. And Ralph Fiennes, too, from what I've heard, mm-hmm. is spectacular. We will discuss why I think these three movies probably could have taken a certain movie's spot, but I don't understand why we don't have more love um, for Babylon, Woman King, and Nope. I mean, okay. I. It's like they said here, Jordan Peele, you got your Oscar, go away. We don't want you anymore. Okay. Nope. I will give you that. I'm a little surprised we didn't get to see a bit of more, a bit more love for that. I do think the issue or the thing that hit Nope the hardest was that it came out very late and a lot of movies come out within that like September to early December timeframe, because that's when people are thinking about Oscars and nominations, et cetera. Um, and so anything that kind of comes out like around when Nope did has a really tough time. You basically need nope to Nope was the summer. Yeah, nope that's was tough. Like August. No, was early. Was, I, no, Nope was, I feel like early, early June or July. Hmm. I, listen, Nope was not my favorite of his movies. In fact, I really liked Us. Us was very good. Um, I, I What I enjoyed about Nope, and I think this is where I have a different admiration for ho- the, the term Hollywood than you do. You basically have the Fablemans taking up the spot of the homage to Hollywood alongside Babylon and Nope, all three giving three different perspectives of Hollywood. And one of them was the sweet and, and innocent version. Well, this is the big thing with Nope. It's pegging itself as a horror film, horror notoriously gets fucked at the Oscars. Like Hereditary got no love and it was probably one of the best movies and it was not even like a traditional horror film. Nope came out on July 22nd. Yeah, see, that's a tough time. Like you basically have to be everything, everywhere, all at once level of movie in order to even be remembered. Um, But there's a movie that came out around that same time that has gotten a lot of love. Which one? Top Gun Maverick, which came out on May 27th. Which that one, I know you and I are going to fight We're going to fight it because I do not think that should have gotten the, uh, the, the, the fighting action movie spot, uh, especially when you already have your war movie that um, we'll talk about. But Woman King was breathtaking. Okay. I do not agree. I feel like Woman King, if it was the 90s, would have been like absolutely agree, like super great movie. Um like it's Braveheart. It's it, it, it's basically. I'm sorry. I hate to say it. It's it's that same vein of movie, and and I think the one thing that we all need to realize is that Viola Davis and Meryl Streep can do movies and have fun, and it doesn't need to be Academy Award nominated, winning, etc. Like 
I Meryl Streep got Viola Davis deserved the nomination. I said, no, I'm just, does. I'm just saying, I'm just saying in general, because a lot of people are saying Viola was snubbed and I don't necessarily agree. I think the that, movie was snubbed in my opinion. I don't know if I agree with that either. Um, I also thought Babylon was snubbed for best. Um, I really uh, don't picture. agree with that. But you, I, I think you just don't like um, movies where um, there's uh, shit and puke. I, there's a no. lot of that this year there's a lot I, of that. I really liked triangle of sadness though so that oh, doesn't even work um maybe okay fine you don't like elephant poop i like the elephant whisperers which was the short did there was there elephant poop yes like diarrhea elephant oh poop? not like that girl okay. but like no i just babylon for me just girl she just didn't do it like you, i just you felt, felt like yourself um what? He was trying to be like, okay, fuck you. I didn't win. I'm going to make my own movie. Yeah, like the whole premise of it just felt very like, I'm stomping my feet and I'm mad. Like Hollywood fucking sucks. The movies are wonderful, but the people are all garbage. And like, for me, I wish that it leaned, like if you're going to call your movie Babylon, that brings about very specific, like religious, metaphorical, like stuff, imagery. And like even going so far as to having Margot Robbie's character stroll in in that red dress at the beginning, the Whore of Babylon enters in the red dress. I thought it was going to be a stronger movie with the religious allegory about, you know, the deconstruction of Hollywood and, and the view of the celebrity. And, and the, I was hoping for something that was smarter than it was. And the movie just to me, it screamed like, look at how smart I am. Look at how unique I am and fuck Hollywood. But like, it felt like it was begging to be an Oscar movie. And it felt like it was begging to be this really like highbrow critique. And it wasn't. And like that to me was the, because uh, I spoke with someone about this for like two hours about how I would fix the movie to make it. Oh, there's that, definitely ways to make it uh, better and stronger. I mean, and part of that is like, get rid of a half hour of the movie. Oh, definitely get rid of half hour of the movie and like tighten up the, the, the metaphor, tighten up the imagery, tighten up a lot of it. Cause like they half-assed it and that's what I don't like. And I don't know if the half-assing it was the director intentionally doing it, or if the costume and production were like trying to save the movie, like throwing her in that red dress. That was a costume decision. Was that the initial plan or did someone in costume being like, Oh, this movie's called Babylon. Let's put her in a red dress. Cause, and then the director went, Oh yeah, great idea. Like, I don't know who, but if it was like, the half-ass was it trying to be saved or the half-ass was just the director going, yeah, let's do these things and we'll do a little metaphor and call it a day. And like, it just, for me, it just was not as smart as it's claiming it is. That's fair. That, that's fair. Um, this is now going to bring me to the question that's going to lead us into the rest of this podcast. Sure. What makes a movie Oscar worthy? Girl, fuck if I know at this point. Like, I think... Overall, a really good Oscar movie is something that has good acting in it or good directing or something like in the case of Dune, I didn't like the movie and I didn't like the actual like acting performances necessarily, but the technical pieces, girl, I know the technical aspects of it were the most so incredible ever. Yeah. Like, and that's the thing I can do an Oscar movie. That's like gorgeous to look at or like, or even then, like some of these things just have an Oscar nomination for an acting performance. I'm all about, you know, we could give an Oscar to an acting performance that's just a good performance in a movie that's lackluster. 
to Absolutely. Leslie come to Leslie comes to mind and we will be fighting about that category later. But I just, I think that overall, like an Oscar movie can also be something like we, we do need to, I think, move a little bit away and it's going to be a little sacrilege. We need to move a bit away from the heavy usage of indie films. It's gotten so indie film, small film heavy that like, it people aren't watching that and people are tuning out to the Oscars every year because they're understanding or they're not knowing more I will push back and say okay the overall indie film industry sure but if it's an A24 film people are watching those uh well no no, I'm not saying get rid of all indie films no no, 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 but I'm saying people are are watching and I think there are a lot of A24 films that people did watch that are in the indie film um category this year so they are helping the indie film um, world a little bit. Yeah, like not indie films are great, but they're good. Indie films are great, but like you want people to actually care about the Oscars, you have to start putting in a little bit more like of the big box office stuff that is really because some of the big Gross. box office stuff is girl. That's never gonna happen. It's not. No, but um, like we have to push some of it. Like some of the indie, like the bigger films were good and worth putting into like a best picture and some of the best acting categories could have had people that were in bigger films. It's true. All right. Let's begin. We're going to start off with best animated feature. Cool. The nominees are Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, Marcel the Shell with Shoes On, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, The Sea Beast, and Turning Red. Now, we all know that I am the Disney supporter. I will support it day in and day out. I can't do it this year. I can't do it. Can't do it. Um, There is one clear winner. Again, I did not watch Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. The clear winner winner is Pinocchio. Yo, Pinocchio is the clear winner. I also put that on my ballot. I um, <laughs> I did not like that movie though. I like got about Ooh, it was um, through, and I was so bored. This was his dream project for decades. This is the movie oh. he wanted to make. He made it. Um, I think voice acting really interesting. It's a very, very different version of the Pinocchio that we grew up on, and that's fine. Which is totally um, fine. But wow, this was not necessarily only for kids. This this was a little heavy for kids. It was also a little hokey. Like it literally didn't know what it wanted to be. It was like a kids movie, but then it it wasn't. And like the cutesy little songs, I was like, I'm gonna frig and blow my brains out right now. Um, that being said, the amount of freaking uh, Stranger Things kids in Oscar movies, crazy, insane. How, what, what, how, who knew? Who knew? Yeah, where's Sadie um, Sinks nom? No, I, I can't give you that, that one. Um, there, there's really no competition here. I think Turning Red was a cute film. It just didn't have enough oomph to it. Sure. The Sea Beast was, again, a very, very cute film. It did very well on Netflix. People are wanting a sequel, and they're getting a sequel. Um, and that's where Puss in Boots probably fits in. There is, I understand it. I know it, 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 it worked. They said it aloud, but I just do not really understand how Marcella Chalosuzan fits in this category. I understand technically it's 75% animated, but this, it, then you're going to tell me Bedknobs and Broomsticks could have been fucking nominated for Best Animated Feature? Fuck off. It was also released in like mid 2021. Regardless, 
I, no. I, I I don't understand how this was in this category. Is there a movie that I would replace with? Not off the top of my head. Um, it was cute, but the movie for the year is Pinocchio. Does it mean that we just didn't have a great year of animation? Yeah. I really liked Puss in Boots. It was my favorite one. Obviously, it's not winning. I'm telling you. Did you like Pussy? No, it was just like a fun movie. Like, and that's the thing. I don't need all these things to be so fucking serious. Like, Puss in Boots was, I had so much fun watching that movie. And Selma Hayek was in it. So, like, obviously, I was sold. Okay, that's fair. Um, yeah, so basically, I think this one's an easy one. My should win is Pinocchio. Who will win is Pinocchio. I, yeah. I, I just don't see any other option here. I think, honestly, if you're going off of story, Puss in Boots should win. However, animation, the big thing you kind of have to go off usually is, does somebody do something groundbreaking with animation? Yeah. And Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio was just a better animated film in terms yeah. of the technical piece of it. If they were all that same sort of style or Puss in Boots had a really like breathtaking, like life-changing like life story like Encanto, I think it would have been brought up a little higher, but Guillermo del Toro's winning. Pinocchio's yep. winning. All right, let's move on to best original song. We have applause from Tell It Like a Woman, Hold My Hand from Top Gun Maverick, Lift Me Up from Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Not To Not To from RRR, and This Is A Life from Everything Everywhere All At Once. Okay, so I have my heart and I have what I've seen happening. I think Hold My Hand should win. Nacho Nacho is going to win because it just is this breath of life. It's Bollywood. It's fun. But what, what struck me about holding my hand while watching Top Gun Maverick is it wasn't just a song used for the credits. It oh, was incorporated yeah. into the movie. It was brought in throughout as a use of storytelling device. And then when you get to hear Lady Gaga sing it, it just had that movie magic moment. So I want Hold My Hand to win. I don't think it's going to happen. And I, I, if Gaga is not there, I think she knew she's not going to win. Yeah, I mean, I, I put Natu Natu down. I think it is the strongest song there. So I would give it to that regardless. I think like, I like Lady Gaga. I like Rihanna. But like... I'm sorry, y'all. I think it's just Natuna 2 is just the better song. So that's what should win for me. And that's what I think is going to win. Um, applause. Sophia Carlson, good for you. Um, I don't even know how you snuck in here. Like, why? Um, and I didn't even know everything everywhere all at once had a song. So that's how I think it was a credit songs. song. Yeah, that's how impactful the song was. So that, that's the thing about best original song for me is that is usually the category that does help stand the test of time because you don't have to watch the full movie to remember that song. You just put it on your computer. Like we have iconic songs from movies, like literally Take My Breath Away is from Top Gun. I think Hold My Hand should get it. And I think that's, that's where I'm at um, because they both have the same impact. Um. Okay. That's where I'm at. Okay. But like I said, I think Nacho Nacho is going to win. Hold my hand should win. All right. Okay. Okay. What are what are thoughts? Do you have more thoughts? I can feel it. I can hear it. No, I really, I don't. I mean, like, 
when you're looking at song, you're looking at like the James Bond songs. Like you're looking at songs that are like, like you're looking at that kind of thing. Like what is, and like music's subjective. So like it could go any direction. I just think that the usage of Natuna too also is really nice. I'd like to see songs get nominated that aren't just credit songs. Mm-hmm. Hey, I mean, remember there was a time when um, Jai Ho was a winner. There is a time when that was the winner. Uh, do you have you watched that music video in recent months? Jai Ho. Yeah. Isn't Nicole Scherzinger? Oh, it's the Pussycat Dolls. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can't. Girl, yeah. no. I try and forget that time. song exists. Very different time. Um, you don't you don't want to perform that uh, at karaoke? No. Okay. All right. Um, but would you hold uh, perform "Hold My Hand" at karaoke? No. Is it too soaring for you? No, I wouldn't do it. It's just too meh. You want karaoke? You want something fun and upbeat? Like you have to do like a really good example for karaoke. Like look at the Footloose soundtrack. Pick a song off of that. There's your good karaoke song. So you would not sing "My Heart Will Go On." I don't. That depends on the vibe. Like I feel like if everyone's doing like really slow shit. Like, it's, like, a nice, like, okay, let's throw it in. But, like, if everyone's doing, like, upbeat shit, like, it just, it doesn't always fit in karaoke. Whereas even if people are doing slow shit, you need that, like, I'm going to give them a break and do something upbeat and fun. Okay. okay. I can't wait till you and I get to go karaokeing. And by karaokeing, no, I'm just getting a private room and the two of us are going off and getting drunk. I like, okay. We'll We'll film it for the listeners. Yikes. All right, let's move on to Best Adapted Screenplay. All Quiet on the Western Front, Glass Onion and Knives Out Mystery, Living, Top Gun Maverick, and Women Talking. So I have not watched Living, so I can't speak on this, but um, I am very, very, very... I have opinion. I'm very strong opinion, and my feeling is it should go to Women Talking. I agree. It also won the WGA, so like it probably is going to Women Talking. Um... Here is my problem with some of the others. Glass Onion was a fun movie. I don't know how it snagged this nomination, and I don't know what it's adapted from. It's adapted from the original movie. How is it an adaptation to sequel? This is my issue. As I say, with Top Gun Maverick. Also, Um, literally, Top Gun Maverick. I know, Mikey, you said you haven't watched the original. It is a carbon copy, beat for beat remake of the original with modern technology. I do not understand Top Gun Maverick and Glass Onion in this category because of the fact that I don't adapt it. It's a sequel. It. I, I, that, that's my issue here. Um, again, yeah. not going to try to spoil the entire movie of Top Gun Maverick for people, but the movie starts off with Tom Cruise's character doing something he's not supposed to do, so he gets reassigned to somewhere else he's not supposed to be. Then he falls in love with someone who he shouldn't have be in love the with. The same girl from the first up. one. Uh, no, different girl. Um, no, I thought it was the same girl. No, no, not at all. Jennifer Connelly's not in the original. Are you sure? I'm positive. I watched the movies back to back. Okay, um, girl, come fuck uh, down. No, so Jennifer Connelly's uh, character is the um, daughter of uh, uh, Ed Harris's character, but in the in the original, it, the woman who he falls in love is one of his, his instructors. So oh, it's someone he's not supposed to be. Naughty. Um, and then he teaches people in this one, and the other one he's trying to tell people how to do it his way. It's the same fucking movie, different different planes. Um, obviously, the spoiler alert: the movie is about. Um, 
him's relationship with um, his old partner's son and all that drama, whatever. Um, it's the same fucking movie. I don't know how it's not how it's in this category. Um, all Quiet on the Western Front. It's 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 based on a book that we've all had to read at some point in time. I'm sure it was fine. Um, it was a good script. Woman talking based on a book. You and I have already spoken about it. Should have been a screen, uh, a stage play first. But what was presented on screen was just Perfect. exceptional. Like, and that's the that's the movie that I I feel like because it was such in a strong ensemble cast. How the fuck do you take any of them and nominate them? And like Ben Wishaw would be probably the easiest one to nominate, but you're not going to nominate the one man from Women Talking. No, you're not going to do that. Not a chance. Like it um, was. It, it, this is one of the few times I'm like, we should have an ensemble like category at the Oscars because this would win. This would a hundred percent win. I mean, yes, but there are movies that are nominated this year that could fall into that ensemble. Oh, like Everything, everywhere, all at once. That's oh, a really ensemble movie. Um, but yes, I agree. I think, in my opinion, Women Talking should win. I don't think it's going to happen. I really am afraid that they're going to be like, we like foreign things. All quiet on the Western Front. I think it might win. We can't have everything we want. That we've learned that from the Oscars. We don't get everything we want. We don't get everything we want, but I think that because Women Talking only has two nominations and it's definitely not winning Best Picture, I think this is how the Academy justifies not giving it Best Picture. Um, and, and again, like the fact that uh, Sarah Polly wasn't nominated for Best Director either is a whole different issue, but um, there's that. So yeah, I don't know. I, I, I would like to see it win. Um, but if we're going off of, ooh, look what is big and juicy, All Quiet on the Western Front is a good option here because it's not a sequel and it's big and flashy. I mean, technically it isn't a remake. I mean, there already it, was a movie. Oh, yes, there was a movie and there, it's based on the book and we've done that many, many times. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I'm not, I'm not shaming it. I just, listen, I'm... Women Talking won adapted at the Writers Guild Awards. I think it should win this category and I'm going full in on it. Okay. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But like, I think that, I do think that uh, All Quiet on the Western Front is being overpredicted a little bit right now. I think it's overpredicted because they know the people who vote for these things. And that's the sad part. It's because of the BAFTAs. Mm-hmm. That's Absolutely. why it's overpredicted. And like the BAFTAs have notoriously moved, motioned more towards um, like European films because it's more of a European award show. But in looking at like where it's falling with the Guild Awards, I can't, I, I don't know. I just don't see it moving in that direction. We'll see. Let's move over to Best Original Screenplay. The nominees are The Banshees of Sharon, Everything Everywhere, All at Once, The Fableman's Tar, and Triangle of Sadness. Once again, I'm all in on a certain movie. Everything Everywhere, All at Once? No. Tar? No. Triangle of Sadness? 100%. That movie was Girl! That, the writing of that script, fucking brilliant. I love that movie. I love that movie. And I love that script. 
And I could, I'll be with you. I do think it's one of the top screenplays. I think everything everywhere all at once. It's I don't gonna... think it was a great script. I think it was a great film, great direction. I don't think it was a great script. I think that the Academy is going to use this year to award one singular Asian movie as many awards as they can so that they can justify not doing it. I am going to say the winner of this category is actually going to be Martin McDonough. It's going to, I think it's going to go to Banshee's Van Sharon. That was a great script. That was, was a really great script. script. I think Tar was the best script of the... Actually, no. I don't no, know. They were no, it was not good. a great script. It was a great performance. It was a great performance. I, the Fableman's actually, I think that like they're like all the scripts were good in this category. I think yeah. I like the Fableman script the best for the original ones nominated, but I do think everything everywhere all at once is going to win this category. Now, why are you hating on Triangle of Sadness in this? No, category? I'm not hating on Triangle of Sadness in this category. I'm no, 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 no. Why I'm not can't it win on, then? Why can't I think win? Triangle of Sadness is going to be overlooked. Just like I think Banshees of Inishirin is going to be possibly overlooked as well. Just because it didn't, it's only the, the only spot it's really done like super well has been the BAFTAs. And it's a British Didn't film. it do well at the Golden Globes too? Um, I think only maybe Carrie Condon picked up one. There's our dark horse and she's going to ruin everything for everybody. No, I think Jamie Lynn's, Jim, Jamie, um, Lee Curtis is going to. Well, we'll get there. Um, yeah, again, I think it was a really interesting year of movies and when it came to original screenplays. Um, I, there was just something about Triangle of Sadness um, that was just so refreshing. It said, fuck you, we're going to just do whatever the fuck we want. I love Triangle. I really did like Triangle of Sadness. I'm like, I'm not shitting on that movie. Like, I enjoyed that movie so freaking much. Now, listen, it... it I know why you think I love that movie. Because of the twink. Fully, 100%. He was beautiful. Um, and he actually did a pretty good performance. He was actually pretty solid. Oh, he was um, good. It was a good, um, no shade. Like I said, no shade towards him. Um, but yeah, so I, I don't know. I Maybe it's my my heart wanting it to win, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Oh, no. Angela Bassett won the Globe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So right. it's literally only picked up at the um baftist re- okay. for the most part so you're saying everything everywhere is all at once is going to win i say banshee's event sharon sure works for me best director the nominees are martin mcdonough for the banshee's event sharing daniel kwan and darren sharon for everything everywhere all at once steven spielberg the fablemans todd field tar and ruben Ostlin for a triangle of sadness uh, a lot of writers who also did the directing um, that was the thing this year. This is where I will say it's in my heart, 100%. The Daniels. No, the Daniels are winning this. They've won every single award. But you cannot deny that Steven Spielberg could oh. be the spoiler here. Just because who he is. <sighs> Steven Spielberg made his life a movie. The Oscars are going to be like, that was cute. Thank you for being the greatest director ever. I. Like real talk, I I really think I love the Fablemans. I think we're gonna see it just overlooked. This was a really strong year for movies, and there's a lot of very strong movies. And so, like, 
I just think that the Fablemans was good, but just not good enough to snap. I agree. I think it was a very subpar movie. Um, Michelle Williams trying to be Jewish is a very funny thing to watch. Um, I think the Daniels are very lucky that All Quiet on the Western Front is not in this category like it was at the BAFTAs because they lost it only like at the BAFTAs because... I think the Daniels also were benefited by um, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness because everyone's like, this movie sucks. Let's watch everything everywhere all at once instead. No, I I liked um, Elizabeth Olsen's performance in every, in the uh, Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, no, she was oh, she was wonderful. But I'm like, just talking talk about, about a Marvel of- movie that should have been nominated for just acting, her performance. No, it was more so the, a movie about a multiverse. That's where I think the two get compared and oh. Marvel didn't really knock it out of the park there. Um, but the Daniels did. Wow. We really, no, this was incredible. This movie. Beautiful. Um, yeah. I really do think it's the Daniels. Um, I, I will, again, I think triangle status was a really cool film. I liked how it was directed and written. I re- I think Spielberg's going to be a spoiler here. I don't think Todd field has a chance. Um, and Martin McDonough is not, if he's going to get anything, it would be a screenplay, not for directing. I just, I think that's a, it's easy to overlook Fableman's Banshees and Triangle of Sadness. And, and Tar to some extent. I think Tar only is being really talked about because of hate. All right. Okay. We'll see. I, I think it's, this is, I hope it's an easy category. I think for most of these, it's going to be easy categories. Yeah, I agree. Like this next one is uh, it's an easy one. Best supporting actor. Supporting yeah. actor. Brandon Gleason, the Banshees of Inish Sharon, Brian Tyree Henry, Causeway, Judd Hurst, the Fablemans, Barry Coig, the Banshees of Inish Sharon, Kiwan Kwan, everything everywhere all at once. I think again, easy peasy, lemon squeezy, Kiwan Kwan is winning for everything everywhere all at once. On it. One hundred percent. So let's talk about the other cat the other nominees here for a second. Sure. I don't think um, the boys of the Banshees are going to win simply because they're going to split votes. Um, Brendan Gleeson was, in my opinion, the weaker of the two here because maybe it's just because of the emotional connection um, that I think Barry Kogan brought to that role and like just Keegan brought to the role and just the way he like, you know, that the the water scene was beautiful. But Brendan Um, Gleeson getting nominated and supporting when he should have been in Best Actor that's, how, that's like, called Hollywood, baby. That's called they were trying to have their cake and eat it too yes, it and is. didn't realize Barry Keegan was probably going to get picked up because they were like, oh, we can just get both of them awards. for." <laughs> um, in my opinion, Judd Hirsch gave the second best performance in this category. Agreed. Brilliant performance. Like uh, that monologue. Six minutes of six minutes. One of the best monologues in movie history. I watched Causeway. I did too. Wow! Uh, you put Eddie Redmayne here. Why? Why is Brian Terry Henry in this category? I don't know. I don't get it. I. It, it was not a good performance. I would have put Michael Ward in this category for Empire of Light. Sure. I'm really annoyed. We didn't even talk about that, Olivia Coleman yet, but um, I'm, yeah, I'm a little annoyed that movie did not get as much nomination love as it should have. But I would have put Michael Ward in this category over Brian Tyree Henry. I actually would have put him in over Brendan Gleeson as well. I mean, let's just be glad for everyone's sake. Tom Hanks wasn't nominated. 
No, that was a terrible performance. That listen, the accent is accurate. It was actually accurate. It is a Dutch accent, but it was it really was bad. still a terrible performance. Yeah, really bad. Um, yeah, Brian Tyree Henry. I'm really shocked he even got nominated. It was maybe I just didn't care for the movie or I didn't connect with the movie. It just wasn't a great movie. I felt it was so slow. It was slow, and Jennifer Lawrence just kind of was like Jennifer Lawrenceing all over the screen, and not Literally. in like her normal way. Um, but let's talk about um, Ki Huang Quan. Whoa. Stunning. Whoa. That's love. Stunning. That's Stunning, love. Stunning performance. Um, and it's just a really great story to see that he's going to pick up this Oscar for this movie that it's a little movie that could. Like this and the fact that he basically like quit acting and then came back and is getting so much love is just wonderful. Um, so congrats on your Oscar. Can't wait to see your speech. Let's don't ever say that because I thought Chadwick Boseman was winning that. And the next thing I know, Anthony Hopkins picked up the 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 father. What Anthony Hopkins and the father was the best acting performance that year, but like Chadwick died. And I would have been, I was convinced. I'm like, it's only Chadwick has it. Oh, fuck my drag, I guess. Best Supporting Actress. Uh, Angela Bassett, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Hong Chua, uh, The Whale, Carrie Condon, The Banshee of the Sharon, Jamie Lee Curtis, Everything Everywhere All at Once, Stephanie Sue, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Okay. Who should win for me is Jamie Lee Curtis. Hong Chow in The Whale should win for me. She was very, very good. She was incredible. Watch. You need to go watch The Whale. I mean, not the whale, the menu, because she's also in the menu as well. I know, um, and I heard great she's performance great in, in that as well. I'm worried about vote splitting here between everything, everywhere, all at once. I can see some vote splitting here. Angela Bassett did the thing. Listen, we're going to say it forever. They're going to say it at the Oscars. It's going to be a thing. I don't think she can win this category. I think, I think Carrie Connon's going to be a fucking spoiler. She's going to end up just sweeping through because everyone else is getting one vote from random people. It's going to be Carrie Condon. She did I, give an okay performance. I think that Angela Bassett is going to get her win here for what's love got to do with it. I didn't hear a musical number in Black Panther Wakanda Forever. You know what I'm talking about. I know what you're talking about, but she's going to get that nomination and uh, Oscar. She better see singing. No, she she's going to. And we see this all the time at the Oscars when someone gets nominated or even at the Tonys, you see it when someone gets nominated, like finally, after they were snubbed for the award, they should have for the performance they kind of should have won for. And then we give it to them for an an additional role just like she was good she wasn't the best for me Hong Chao was the best Angela Bassett was towards the bottom of the list but she's Angela Bassett she's never won like any big award it's time to give her her flowers and that's why I think it's going to Angela Bassett okay interesting I want to go back to Hong Chao for a minute because I just watched the movie Stunning movie. If if I again another movie that could have taken a, a number ten spot there, um, probably for me in my opinion Elvis. But we'll get there. Um, I think she gave a great performance. 
it was a little one note until the very end. But I don't think that's the fault of her. I think it's the fault of what the script is and, and the journey that the character's on in a span of a week. Okay. I don't... It was a good performance. I... It's number three on my list. She was number three behind Jamie Lee Curtis and Angela Bassett. Uh, see, I, I think Stephanie Sue gave a better performance than Jamie Lee Curtis. I, lo- I love Jamie Lee Curtis, so don't start trying to say, why do you hate Jamie Lee Curtis, Michael? Because I don't. I, I know you. That. I saw it. I saw it. No, I already know brain. that. The, th- the thing I didn't tell you earlier is that you hate uh, strong black women because you hate the woman king. That's clearly not true because I'm trying to give Angela Bassett her flowers and you told me that I'm wrong. Listen, did Angela Bassett have do the thing? Yes. Hot dog fingers? No, she didn't have hot dog fingers. She didn't even have a superpower. Jamie Lee Curtis, I think, has a shot here. And I think it would be cool to see her win. I just think that this is Angela Bassett's category. I I think if we were actually nominating horror performances, Jamie Lee Curtis would have been nominated a long time ago. Jamie's a great actress who gets fucked over all the time. Well, I think the thing with this category is sometimes it's either the the cameo style appearance where you have that boom moment, or it will go to like the niche performance. Stephanie Sue was brilliant, um, but of the two characters... Jamie Lee Curtis is the one that just captures your attention a little more just because of how stupid and silly and crazy that the Daniels were able to play with her. And that's why I think people are going to be connecting to her more than they would with Stephanie Sue, which is why I think there's going to be a split vote. Okay, okay, listen, you can go Carrie Condon. I'm going to go Angela. Um, I mean, hey, Carrie Condon, did she win? Did she not win? She got the, um, the BAFTA. She won a BAFTA. No, I I know, but they said the wrong name. What? Did you not see? It was because um, uh, What's-His-Face's interpreter was the one who announced it, and they said Carrie Mulligan instead of uh, Carrie Condon. Oh, for She Said. Yeah. Which, that's a snub if if I ever saw one. Um, so yeah, okay, best supporting actress. This is going to be a, an interesting one. Keep an eye on this one because I think it's it has multiple endings. Yeah, there's a lot Multi- of pathways for multiple people. Multiverses in this. of supporting actress here. Um, but that's 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 a really important thing to note here is we had a lot of strong female performances in movies this year. Yeah, not so many in the male performances. <laughs> Well, let's go there. Let's let's talk about best actor. We have Austin Butler and Elvis, Colin Farrell, the Banshees of Sharon, Brendan Fraser, the Whale, Paul Meskel, After Sun, Bill Nye, the Science Guy, and Living. Uh, again, did not watch Bill Nye, so I can't really speak on him. Brendan Fraser for me should win. I I am terrified for little Austin Butler here. I think he's going to win it. I I didn't like Elvis, but what I did like of it was him. He gave yes. a great, he really did give a great performance. And him and Brendan Fraser are just swapping the awards back and forth. Um, so let's talk about the others before we get to those two and, and really dive in. Uh, Bill Nye, tell me about Living. Why is he even nominated? Tell us. He just gave a really great performance. It was like a nice, like really uplifting kind of movie. Um, it, it, it was good. I think that Amy Lou Wood 
for best supporting actress I would have loved to have seen, which people, you know her from Sex Education. Mm -hmm. Um, It just, it was a good movie. He gave a good performance. It wasn't, I mean, again, you it's a year where we were looking for our fourth and fifth cat in a lot of these categories. And it went in that direction. It, it could have easily gone the kid from all quiet on the Western front as the mm-hmm. lead. Mm-hmm. It could have. What about Jake Sully, Tom Cruise, give it to them. I do not want, I do know. He just Tom Cruise all over my screen. No, thank you. I think the kid from the Fablemans actually could have been nominated in this category mm-hmm. too. Absolutely. Um, I just, it was, I think that it's very much like a fight between Austin Butler and Brendan Fraser. And like, that's the only fight. Paul Meskel after son. I think that was a really beautiful, sweet movie. He gave a very flat performance because that's what the character was. A boring, boring movie. Thank God it was an hour and a half and not three hours. Like most of these movies. I think it was an interesting movie. I think the, um, the premise was great. The execution was not my favorite. It was so like, LA. What do you mean? Like all my friends in LA and everyone I know in LA is like, oh my God, that's the best movie of the year. I can't believe because like the whole thing, it just felt like it's very like, look at how it just felt like very like there. Like I'm in the moment, I'm in the room. Oh my God. Like it just felt so smart and it wasn't. I, it, I, it's the hard to film. I know, but like it just felt like what LA feels like. I thought the girl in that movie was very good. The child, yeah, she was she was great. She was They're never gonna give it to a kid. No. Um, I, but I, I think maybe it was the connection. And I'm very much someone who loves character-driven stories and relationship-based stories. So I think that's why I, I appreciated the bond the two characters had. Um, but again, the filmmaking of it not up to par for me. Colin Farrell, this was a departure of what we're used to Colin Farrell doing. I resonated with that character sure did. very much. Sure did. Um, and that's why it was so difficult for me to watch this movie um, because I've been that person. Too many people. And I think that's what makes that movie a really interesting Martin McDonough movie. Um, and I think Colin Farrell did a good performance. This probably is his best performance. Oh, I think if anybody has a shot at like if Austin Butler and Brendan Fraser do in fact like split split, Colin Farrell's the one who's probably going to come out on top. It was a really heart wrenching performance. It was just good watch, acting. It was a I mean, good dark comedy. It, it, it's the goat scene. The goat scene sold it. I yeah I know I'm listen. I did not like After Sun. It would be the one on this list I would scratch for quite literally anything else. But hey, Tom Cruise. You know what? I would throw Tom Cruise his flowers rather than after. So I just didn't like Paul Mescal and it just was not good. Would you grab his butt? Who? Paul Mescal. No. Did you not? Oh, did you not hear the story? Apparently women are just going. Ew. Uh, yeah. Do you know That's what movie? That's not it. Do you know what movie Paul Mescal is currently filming? It will be filming for the next 40 years. Merrily we fucking roll along. I'm annoyed that that movie, you know, that's not, this is not the right platform for this conversation. No, no it's not. Um, let's talk about it. Brendan Fraser versus Austin Butler. I, I think The Whale is just one of the most depressingly beautiful movies I've ever seen. This, I did not get to see it um, off Broadway, um, but I've seen Samuel Hunter's 
scripts before, so I know what to expect from it. This was just a, a brilliant performance by Brendan Fraser. Um, it was just heartbreaking. Austin Butler played Elvis in a movie about Elvis that wasn't about Elvis. It was, it was a good performance. It was, it was a, a good, good performance. performance. He did what he was supposed to do. Um, the problem was Boz Lerman wrote a movie that he wanted to make a big spectacle about. And Tom Cruise was the focal narrator and it was about his character as opposed to Elvis. Um, and But Austin Butler hit the beats. There was just no character development in the way that Brendan Fraser gave you. It was a best of. It was I... a best of Elvis. I do not agree. I think Austin Butler was brilliant in this movie. I think he's going to have a difficult time topping how well he did in this movie. No, he's never topped. I think he's going to have a difficult time topping his performance in this movie. In the next one, there's going to be a lot of expectation of him to perform as well as he did in this and I don't think he's going to be able to deliver. I could be very wrong, and I'm okay if I'm wrong. Do you think he will reprise his character in the remake of Hannah Montana? They're remaking Hannah Montana? Oh, it's probably going to happen at some point, but he was in Hannah Montana. Did you know that? Oh, I know. Um, so he also dated my... Vanessa Hudgens. Well, yeah, well, good for him. So for me, again, who should win is Brendan Fraser. I think who will win is Austin Butler. Where are you going on it? I'm checked all the box on Brendan Fraser. I think okay. I really do think it's going to be him. Um, but like I said, it could go with this. The Oscars is- loves biopics. They love biopics. Not when it's about a black woman. Well, that's a different story. Uh, but for the men, they love the biopics. What's, oh yeah, Remy Malik did win. Rami Malek won. Uh, but that was Penn a really won. good performance. Um, uh, 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 um, Jimmy Fox won. We, we, we've had a lot of people. Oh, uh, keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. Yeah, Will Wait. Smith. So we got a lot of men. Who's presenting category. Best Actress? We don't know. Because he's not allowed um, in the we don't, room. We don't know yet. It's not, it's not been announced yet. Uh, Liza Minnelli. Um, <laughs> we'll see. Liza with a Z. Let's let's go to another one that could be um, spoilers for some, um, but good night if it goes our way. Best actress: the nominees are Campbell, Kate Blanchett in Tar, Anna de Armas in Blonde, Andrea Riseborough in To Leslie, Michelle Williams the Fableman, Michelle Yao in Everything Everywhere All at Once. I have my should win, Michelle Yao. I'm going to watch Kate Blanchett be the spoiler here. I'm so pissed off about it. Did you watch Two Leslie? Oh, I sure did. She's on my number two. She should win. She has she's not no going shot. to simply, she's not going to win she, simply because the controversy, they do not want to do Oh, they already round. almost took the nomination right. from her. She should win. That was one of the, again, like the whale, another devastatingly depressing beautiful movie it i've not watched a movie in a long time that i'm like this bitch is like working and like transformative like working in like a brilliant 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 way like brandon fraser was good i think out of every acting performance this year that i that got nominated andrea riseborough had the best performance of all 20 of these people 
Now, here's what I want to say about Andrew Riseborough now compared to Michelle Yao. I think Michelle Yao's winning, though. She's going to win. Andrew Riseborough gave you a grounded, realistic performance. In a way, it's kind of a similar tale of a, a mother trying to grasp reality. And Michelle Yao's performance was just out of this world and crazy. I don't know. I think Michelle Yeoh's was because it could go in that direction, but I feel like Michelle Yeoh gave a very grounded performance because it was ultimately rooted in. No, that's not, that's what I'm literally saying. Like they have very similar trajectories. Oh, oh yes. It just, Michelle's was a little bit more sci-fi fantasy. No, I think that this is again, another category where like, it's going to come down to these two. It's really not, there's no way Andrea Riseborough is getting it. There's no way Anna de Armas is getting it for blonde. I, it's mm. Michelle Williams, maybe for like a split, 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 no, it's split. Michelle split. Williams is the bottom here. Like, I do not even think she should have gotten this nomination. Um, again, Viola Davis, I think, should have gotten it. Uh, the woman from Olivia Coleman. Olivia Coleman could have gotten. There are many other people who could have gotten it. And people want to bitch about Andrea Rasbros did that part. No, she gave a brilliant performance, and I will give it to her. Michelle Williams is the one that should not be in here. I also think that Anna De Armas. Gabe, like, like, Anna de Armas was gave a great performance, but she has the lowest shot at winning. I think it's no, really going to come uh, down to Kate Blanchett, Michelle Yeoh, or Michelle Williams, despite Michelle Williams probably not even should not be in the room for this category. Yeah. Um, let, let's talk about Blonde for a second. Sure. I, I, I Listen, I know it was a psychological thriller inspired by truth, very much like the... Um, uh, Princess Diana movie with uh, Kristen Stewart last year. I get what they were doing. It was so self-service of a movie. I was like, fuck you. I thought she was brilliant. She was brilliant, but of the movie itself. The movie was awful. And it was an hour too long. It, it was it, oh, every fucking time we went back to the baby, I was like, I get it. I know what we're doing here. Um, you can make a film, but it's just not a film for the general audience. It was not good. Um, but I think it would be very important to see Michelle Yao win. She gave a great performance. Um, I really think I I think Kate Blanchett's going to win, and I don't want it to happen. Can I also be honest though? Kate Blanchett really gave a breathtaking performance. Yes. I honestly, like, if I'm being very, like, very, very, like, to the nitty gritty, I think for me, it would go Andrea Riseborough, Kate Blanchett, then Michelle Yeoh. And, like, I love, fucking love Michelle Yeoh. I just think what Kate Blanchett did in that movie was, like, a hair better. It's a difficult topic. It's a really interesting film to approach the me too movement through that perspective um hey planchette gave you a performance where you're like wait i think i think i'm on your team which is not what you want to be doing in that kind of film but that's what she was she gave a great performance i'll give you that i just don't want her to win oh i don't want her to win either because i want it to go to michelle yo i i, I really want it to go to michelle yo i just think that there is a literal reason why Kate Blanchett has been picking up quite a bit of the awards. Yeah, I think she's going to win. That's my that's where I'm standing. I think she's going to win. I'm going Michelle Yeoh. Um, I'm putting my faith that it's going to go in that direction. 
I'm telling you, there's going to be one category where um, our friends at Everything Everywhere All at Once are going to get spoiled by someone, and I just can't figure out if it's going to be Jamie Lee Curtis or Michelle Yeoh. I can't tell. I don't know. I think it's going to be. It's not going to be. I don't think they're they're getting supporting. I really don't think that Jamie Lee Curtis is going to pick up the supporting nomination. Well, I hope she does cheer her friend on. That'd be cool. I think that we're going to see. I think one of the big ones you're going to see everything everywhere. I, I'll be real. I think Best Picture is going to get fucked. I don't think it's going in that Let's direction. Let's go through it. All right. Our Best Picture nominees are All Quiet on Western Front, Avatar, The Way of Water, The Banshees of Inisherin, Elvis, Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Fablemans, Tar, Top Gun, Maverick, Triangle of Sadness, Women Talking. Okay. I ranked the movies from obviously one to 10. Would you like to hear my 10 to one? Sure. And this is not based on like who I think is going to win or whatever. This is sure. ba- based on what I saw as the best movies. Number 10 goes to Elvis. Number nine, Top Gun Maverick. Number eight, Avatar The Way of Water. Number seven, Tar. Number six, The Banshees of Sharon. Number five, The Fablemans. Number four, All Quiet on the Western Front. Number three, Women Talking. Number two, Triangle of Sadness, my best picture of the year, everything, everywhere, all at once. Okay. If everything, everywhere, all at once has the night that we are projecting it to have, it should win. But craziest shit has happened. I also last night ranked the 10. Let's hear it. So my number 10 is Avatar. You hate blue people. Uh, My number nine was Top Gun Maverick. My number eight was Banshees of Inishirin. My number seven was uh, Tar. My number six was The Fablemans. My number five was Triangle of Sadness. My number four was All Quiet on the Western Front. Number three, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Number two, wait, did I give Elvis too high, didn't I? Yeah, you did. I totally just forgot. I was like, what are we doing right now? Wait, put Elvis Elvis right above, put Elvis right above uh, 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 the uh, Banshees. My heart. I totally, can I believe how bad, can I believe how, can I tell you, I just literally forgot that movie existed. I'm like reading it. I, I think Austin Butler, I just enjoyed it more than I enjoyed uh, Top Gun and Avatar and Banshees. I liked it until I did not. And like, I hated the ending and that's why I have to put it. Is it because you've thrown fingers at me? Is that why? No, I just didn't. I just didn't love the way it ended. And like, I don't know, but my number one, I think Women Talking was the best film of the year. And I wish number two is Tar for you. I think that's where I put that. Yeah. And then three was everything yeah, everywhere. Everything, yeah. But I think everything everywhere is winning. It won the, I'm hoping it's winning. It won the PGA, which is the Producers Guild Award. And there's only been three movies in the last like 25 years that have won the PGA and not the Oscar. Granted, there's always the chance that it doesn't win this award. But I think that with how it's sweeping now, it's swept all the Guild Awards. Like, if you look at the Guild Awards, the Directors Guild, the Producers Guild, the um, Costumers Guild, the Customer Production Guild, like, if you look at all of those, it pretty much has swept every single Guild Awards show. Yeah. Um, 
let's go through the movies a little bit. Um, I know we've touched on them all at one point already, but sure. I want to go through it as um, a full feature film. Sure. Uh, Elvis, again, Baz Luhrmann knows how to make a fucking brilliant looking film. Yes, looking, his films are beautiful to look at and that's it. Did you watch Australia? Have you seen Australia? No, I don't. Is it Baz Luhrmann? I don't like Baz yes. Luhrmann. I hated Moulin Rouge. I Ooh. hated the Romeo and Juliet. Baz Luhrmann's not the filmmaker for me. I, they're pretty. They're so pretty. Australia made me want to fucking go to Australia so badly, even though this story was so bad. Um, Top Gun Maverick, I've already said my piece about it. I, I think it's a replica of the original. I know you and I have had a bit of a disagreement about the placement of it in the best picture. You said it's same cinema, but again, Avatar has got more money. Than it did. Yes, but cinemas were also literally on the verge of bankruptcy and it came in and like it did save it. Yes, Avatar has made more money and has helped Avatar continue. Um, but if, if the theaters were even open still, like things were like, very very scary for movie theaters and a lot were like ready to friggin' go and then top gun they're They're still still about to fold they still are but like top gun really was what broke that that towards the upswing of movie theaters staying like so they got the sympathy uh, nomination no they got the you pretty much saved movie theaters nomination and it wasn't listen Regardless of if it was a rehash or not, it was a good movie. I did not like it because I don't like war movies like that. I don't like action movies for the most part. My husband loved it and he thought it was a brilliant film. So I I, I can't take it, it away. As people have said, it's a movie for a certain generation. Which is fine. Which I've said it. I said at the beginning, we need to start incorporating some of those into these categories, or the Oscars are not going to be on TV anymore because people are not going to care. Avatar: The Way of Water. I thought it was better than the original because the original was just blue Pocahontas. Um, cinematically, it was gorgeous. It was gorgeous, but like I don't know. I would not have, I think it's a little overrated with how much we gave it. I think the only real thing you're going to see it get is visual. Like I I really don't see it and I wouldn't have put it here. I would have put a number of other things in this spot. Tar, um, I've already said my piece about where I think it was the performance that carried the movie as opposed to the script and the direction. Um, I mean, you can't deny it. Kate Blanchett really, really changed your opinion on what that character should have been. I agree with hearing you say that. I'm like, fuck, like, was it a good movie or was it a good performance? And it was a good performance. I don't think it was a good movie. I, after you said that, I would almost take it out. Yeah. Uh, Banshees of Inna Sharon, I think um, it was the sweetest film Martin McDonough has ever done because if you know the rest of his uh, body of work, he he likes his dark shit. It still had dark moments to it. Um, I really did not expect to actually see the fingers. Um, but we sure did and multiple of them, but I think it was a really sweet story about companionship at a very dark time. I'm not saying we're going to find ourselves in a dark time like that, but when you feel the perception of the end of the world and you know, your time is running out, you want to be around the people you want to be around. And that's what that movie is about. Yeah, I mean, I I think it. I do think it deserves to be here. I I think it. Like I said, I really liked it till I really didn't. Yeah. And uh, th- go ahead. No, I mean that's just it. I mean it's it was a good film. 
Fablemans, um, again, I, I, it's a sweet film. It was, it's Steven Spielberg. If Steven Spielberg's name wasn't there, could it have been a different person and still got this much respect? Not sure. Um, and that's the reality here. I mean, it's him and Tony Kushner. They've done good work together, um, but the Academy likes them. I like the movie, but like, like you said, if it wasn't Spielberg there, would this be as nominated as it is? Probably not. Um, All Quiet on the Western Front was a good war movie, um, but if <laughs> the reality of times is uh, if you show me five war movies without telling me what I'm watching, I'll not know which is which. I think it was a good... No, 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 no. I don't... Because it's it's not necessarily a war movie. It's a critique on how war is bad. And oh, I think, absolutely. And I think that we don't necessarily always see that with war movies. And I, it had a really good... It, I mean, it... It's a good movie. It was a very good movie. Did you I, watch it with subtitles or dubbed? Subtitles? Are you freaking kidding me? I didn't know I had that option until halfway through. <laughs> so you watched the first half in English? Yeah. Ew. I know, right? I was Ew. like, that doesn't, what, is my screen not lining up? What is happening here? And then I was like, oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. anytime I'm watching a movie that like- Blame mouth- Netflix. They, they, main, they put it on. They, they automatically put the dub version on. No, they don't. For me, it did. I just pressed play and that's what it appeared. You must watch stuff or you must have set it at one point to have dubbed on a different I movie. I don't know how I've done it. that though. Um, but yeah, he was also cute. He was very cute. I, whatever movie he's in next, let's go watch it. Um, he also talking. could have been a best actor. He could have been. Uh, uh, women, women talking. talking. I saw that last night and it was fucking incredible. Who is your favorite performer? And why is it Jesse Buckley? Rooney Mara. Okay, fine. We'll go with Clay Freud. Also great. I mean, listen, or that bitch with her horses. Listen. I loved her. I loved then her. Then like Frances McDormand's in this movie for three minutes. Frances McDormand was nothing for me in this movie. This movie was, was just so good. It was great. And again, I would love to see the stage production. Can't wait for that to happen. And um, we already know how much I adore Triangle of Sadness. That, oh my God. Like That's the good. way it was split up into three parts, it's three different movies combined into one as a social commentary of class and, and um, just it's the shit scene it's Jamie the shit Lee Curtis scene. stole Abigail's nomination for supporting actress oh you said that um I don't know if that is my opinion of the way it should have gone down I think she was good again if you want to talk about ensemble film this was an ensemble film. it was an ensemble film and I think that that's what really hurt some of the acting performances because it was very well acted and I think that's what hurt. It sucks. Ensemble films are brilliant and they don't get much actual love when it comes to winning the awards. Um, that the, the dinner scene, I was like, oh, oh, I know this Wild. person. I, I know you. I've been out to dinner with you many times, fucker. Um, and then everything everywhere all at once. It's just a cinematic masterpiece. Yeah, it was, it was very good. It was very, very good. Um, I really do hope they have a great night. Um, but the, uh, like I've said, the Oscars have been known to give us bad nights. Listen, I'm really hedging my bets on it, so I'm hoping it also has a very great night. Um, how much money are you betting? The house? Not the house, girl. About 200 Okay, okay. Um, well, I like your hair. I hope you win. 
What? I said, I like your hair. I hope you win. I'm not nominated, but thank you. No, winning your money. Oh, I do too. I really hope I win. And who, who is going to take your money if you lose? My friend, Chris. All right, let's talk but about it. Plug it, plug it, yeah, plug it. Yeah, yeah. So I'm doing, if you wanted more, if you want more of this, I am doing another Oscar breakdown, um, except we are doing all of the categories, even the technical categories, documentary, the international, the, the shorts, every single thing. Uh, we are doing that. Um, and that's who I make a bet with. Every year we bet on who's going to get the most. And I, uh, I've won the last three years. So now I have to like really defend my title this year. And he's like playing, playing to win. Um, so I need to win. Um, (laughs) I hope you win because if you win, um, there's a rumor going around that you're going to buy a block talk mug. Yeah, that's the rumor. I've said it now. It's oh, over. that's the rumor. Oh, okay. Plug your merch, girl. Plug my merch. You can buy a mug. You can buy a t-shirt. You can buy a hoodie. Whatever you want in five different varieties. Whatever you want, Mikey. Can I buy a dental dam? Not yet. But, but you could <laughs> you buy a dog. A you, you could buy a dog bowl. Because you have I a new have, puppy. I know I have dog bowls, though. But you can get a block talk one. Yeah, that's probably more money than the ones I spent on the dog's balls. That's probably true. Um, well, I do hope you win. Um, do you make your prediction for this one? Are you going to agree or disagree with him more than me? I think him and I are going to disagree a lot more than you and I did. We ultimately agreed on pretty much everything yeah. in the direction of like... It was just the journey to get there. It, it was more so like who we feel, felt should have won. Yes. But even then, it wasn't really that much disagreement. No, him and I, I've already, I've already looked at his ballot. He's looked at mine. And there's a, quite a number that we just do not agree on. And I know we do not agree on. Um, final prediction. For who will be slapped? No one's going to be slapped. It's going to be in the monologue. Someone's going to get fake slapped. Who's going to be? Chris Rock. I hope so. That'd be funny. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, anything else you want to plug before we go away? No. Well, this was fun. I look forward to chatting with you on Sunday. Um, and if you are depressed because you are losing money, just I'm always a phone call away. <laughs> you going to give me money? No, um, no, not anymore. <laughs> a couple of years ago, I probably would have given you like money, but not anymore, not anymore. Damn it. I missed my shot. You missed your shot. It's okay. Mikey, it's always a pleasure. Thank you for being here. Absolutely. Happy to be here. A big thank you to Mikey for coming on. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review while you're there. And don't forget to visit buymeacoffee.com slash blocktalk to show support for the pod. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. Mm-hmm.